Episode nine, eight. It's episode eight. Son of a bitch. Episode eight, you guys. Do you want me to start? This yeah, off? go for it. <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, all right. <laughs> go ahead. Are you sure? Thing. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'm sweating. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode eight. A of the movement. Welcome. I am Courtney McManus here, your co-host. I am Moose, your friendly neighborhood Moose. Episode eight. And we are here to make moves. Let's do it! All day long. Yeah. Today we're actually here to talk about the evil underbelly of real estate. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Batman. The trenches. <laughs> we, had, we had someone write in last week, uh, my friend John Rieger from college. He wrote in and he sent us um, some really good questions that we could kind of cover topics, I guess, that we can cover. So Yeah, let's go over them. Johnny wants to know. What Johnny, are wants <laughs> to know. <laughs> Johnny wants to know. Johnny wants to know. Are you good? Okay. All right. Johnny wants to know the common obstacles obstacles that people face when starting their career in real estate. Johnny wants to know. Uh, so common obstacles that we are facing in real estate with the when start. When you're starting out your real estate career. What was your biggest obstacle? Well, the biggest the biggest thing for me, and I think for most people, is the financial aspect of it. People don't realize when you are getting a real estate license. Like I have people reach out to me all the time, and they're like, hey, Courtney, I'm going to go take my real estate test and get my real estate license. And I'm yeah. like, all right, do you have two grand to get that started? Because that's more than likely what it's going to cost you yeah. after everything is all said and done. It's a little under $2,000 to get your real estate career up and running. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they think you can just kind of go get your license and start selling real estate. And it's unfortunately not. Okay. That so easy. break it down for the people. When you say that like $2,000, would you say like how much were your classes? So I think my real estate course was around like 500 $700, something like that, and that included the book, too. And then okay. when you go to take the exam, it's a two-part exam. So both parts are $50. So right. if you fail one part and you pass the other part, you all you got to do is take the part yeah. that you didn't pass, but you still got to pay the extra $50 every single time you go. So it's going to run you a couple hundred dollars if you don't pass on the first time, which most people don't. Right, right. Did you? I didn't pass on the first time. Did you? It took me like four times to finally. <laughs> I, and like I said in the last episode, I got into law school. I'm not a dumb girl, but yeah. it's hard because what they do is it's multiple choice. So they'll do like all the right answer and you have to choose the most right answer it's mm -hmm. stupid but mm -hmm. whatever it is what it is no i hear you I and i two thousand dollars is not a lot uh, wow it is a lot of money and not a yeah. lot of people have that so for sure wow i think one of my biggest obstacles that i ran into was not necessarily um you know the money the financial aspect because that certainly was a problem right but it was getting business Mm -hmm. getting leads and like choosing a brokerage yeah so that's those are the big big things when you're starting your real estate career is the financing who your broker is going to be 
and how you're going to market yourself. I think those are probably the top three, right. top three kind of big things to keep in consideration when you're getting your real estate license. So yeah. finances, you're going to be paying for your license in your class, like we already talked about. Yep. You're going to be paying to join a brokerage. A lot of brokerages charge like a $200 startup fee plus, you know, whatever else they charge for their marketing materials, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. you got to pay to join a brokerage. Isn't it required by law to have that cost? To join a brokerage because you, you have, have to be signed on with a brokerage before you get right. your real estate license. So when they send you your license, it already has the brokerage name on it. Right. So that's one thing. We could even just stop there. When you get your license, you then have to join a brokerage. You can't just get your license and be like, all right, I'm going to start practicing real estate tomorrow. Yeah. You have so to you have to choose what company you want to work with. Um, and that's a whole nother section to go down. Yeah. It's like choosing a bag. No, it's not. Prada? Or Gucci? Yeah. I was going more like Walmart, plastic, or brown paper. But, you know, <laughs> there's all these different options that you can have, and a lot of these are good options. Like, right. what makes that Walmart bag not as great as that Target well, bag? Well, I'll know? tell you what makes Yellow Brick a Gucci bag. <laughs> That's all I'm here to talk about. Yeah, but, low brick. Um, Yellow Brick does your, oh. help a lot of their agents with um, with those fees getting up and running because they realize that it is really expensive, especially for younger kids are closer to our age that are right. getting up and running. So they cover that. Also, when you're getting your real estate license, you also have to cover your errors and emissions insurance. Errors and emissions. We talked about that we in the last episode. Yep. Yellow Brick pays that for us. A lot of agencies don't. I forget how much. It's a couple hundred dollars. I forget off the top of my head exactly right. how much it is, but that's also a big thing you got to pay for it too as well. And then your marketing. If you want to buy flyers, if you want to buy Facebook ads, yeah. um, if you want to buy a big-ass <coughs> billboard and put your face on it and let everyone know you're going to be on HGTV House Hunters, <laughs> you can pay for that too. So there's a bunch of di- <laughs> there's a bunch of different um a bunch of different things to consider when you're starting a real estate career. Yeah. So you do have a lot of initial startup costs, but a lot of people, again, don't see past the money that they have to spend in order for the money that they have to make. So, again, that's even the mindset change that you're going to have to go through as a new individual who is honestly your own business. As a real estate agent, as you know, you're an independent contractor, mm-hmm. even if you're joining that brokerage, you are still an independent contractor. So you scare money don't make no money moves. Right. <laughs> so you gotta eight. pay to play, baby. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's true. And honestly, that two thousand dollars triple folds in your first commission check anyway. Hopefully. So. Well, you know, and this is what the crazy thing about it is to follow that same track. The majority, I think uh, the number might have gotten higher. I think the m- number did get higher. But the last time we checked, it was like 84 percent of first of people who get their license in the first year don't renew. The year yes. Afterwards. Yeah, that is. I did hear that stat you know, too. A lot of people can think about it in the perspective of, well, crap. I can be a statistic and be not, or be part of that eighty-four yeah. percent and like not renew. Right. The way I looked at it, and I think the way you looked at it, the way the successful people have been looking at it, are you know what? That's eighty-four percent of people that I just don't have to compete with. Big facts. Boom. Big facts, and that kind of leads us into the next thing that Johnny had asked us too was. What was the timeline? Johnny wants to know. Johnny wants to know what was the timeline from deciding to pursue a career in real estate to selling your first home. So that kind of leads us in. So how about how about you? How long did it take to actually sell your first house? Two days. No. Uh, so you wish, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I feel like my track is a little different, but I was part time first, mm-hmm. right? So I got Most my license. Are. Was part time. And was teaching, doing counseling, therapy, and coaching. And um, honestly, 
two, three months. Because the big thing that I was doing was I was doing rentals and I was like helping out with my my uh, mm-hmm. my uh, fraternity brother with rentals prior to that, Mike Trent. But you know, rentals that, are still a deal though. How many were. rentals did you do before your first? I did a lot. Sale. I did probably like over. 30 rentals really before my first sale yeah I, I was, never did one rental before my first sale yeah that's why i was so section eight educated because with i should say i i have to say it now but you know without my license i was helping uh my brother who had a license rent these houses out your and yes he was fraternity least, brother not your brother, brother brother not my real brother bro. <laughs> not your real brother but my real brother but um hold on a second but um <laughs> But so I was helping out with rentals and we were kind of doing that whole entire thing. And, you know, like I said, prior to that, still teaching, still coaching, doing all the things. So I had this experience that I had already garnered over the years now because I was doing that, that 30 rentals didn't happen in a year. That happened over a period of like four years. And how long did it take for you to get your first rental? I know it wasn't really. Um, legally, how long did it take legally, you to get your first rental? <laughs> legally. Um, I had. So during that time, I'd met an individual who had allowed me to go rent his house over on Forest Road. This is Kev Soli. And uh, I put it up as a rental, and I got it rented within the first week. Okay, but how long since you had your real estate license did you get that rental? Two days. (laughs) So it was probably like two months. Okay. Two months. So two months of grinding until you got your first deal, quote unquote. Yeah. So for me, I didn't do any rentals before my first sale, but it took a year till I got my first sale under my belt. I started at one brokerage and didn't really have much luck. Went to another broker. I started one brokerage in in the summertime, May 2017. Uh, Moved over to another brokerage in probably the springtime of 2018. And that was when I got my first sale. So moving over to the other brokerage within two weeks of that transition, I had my first house under deposit. So again, Choose your brokerage really wisely because yeah. it really depends on that depends a lot on how your career is going to steer. If it's going to go in, you know, so good true. path, bad path, whatever. But there's a lot of people over at Yellow Brick that helped me get that first deal under Absolutely. my belt. And um, they walked me through it, too, which is really cool because a lot of people, they get their first deal and then they don't know what to do. There's no one there to help them because yeah. it, it is a doggy dog industry. Oh, yeah. So, again, choose your brokerage wisely. Um, it can have a huge impact on your first deal, your last deal, whatever rentals you have going on. And just deals in general. Like, I think, um, so obstacle that we were just talking about with brokerage is choosing the brokerage. You know, one of the big things about choosing a brokerage, again, if you're a newer agent, you're going to want to come in to not just a brokerage that's going to help you, but also a brokerage that has some recognition. Like, if yeah. you, for instance, and that's why, you know, taking a chance with a newer brokerage, that's scary, essentially, because if you... Let's say Yellow Brick went under the first two years and they just didn't have enough agents. And okay, now we're in this, you know, bankrupt company. William Ravis, per se, is a massive company. And a lot of people are attracted to the idea of a big company that has all the support, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like we don't. It's just they know that more because it's a bigger company. People have to do their research. Exactly. And um, when you have a sale, for instance, or someone is coming and they're a client and they're like, well, we've never heard of Yellow Brick before, but we've heard of. William Ravis, you're at a loss. But we are at a win because not only are we exponentially growing, we are like number two in all of North in of New England in the for um, Zillow Premier Brokers. But I think so. what you said is important too. People might not recognize Yellow Brick, but it goes into the next question he asked about marketing and how we market ourselves right. against large pools of top producing right. agents. That's the thing is you have to have your name stand out. You could be with whatever agency you want, but at the end of the day, people are gonna hear your name. Exactly. 
they're either going to hear it or they're not. So you mm-hmm. need to make sure that you're really getting your name out there. Even if people don't know what Yellow Brick is or right. some of these smaller brokerages, there's some huge top producing agents for these small companies and people just know the agent's name and that's fine for you're them. looking at two of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that kind of, I think we've answered all of Johnny's questions. Johnny, do you know? <laughs> Johnny, do you know? <laughs> I think we've answered all of Johnny's questions today. We really appreciate everybody writing in. It makes these podcasts a lot easier to kind of construct. Keep writing and, in. Keep asking us questions. Yeah, please keep writing in. Um, our hope is that, you know, when people have these crazy things happen to them, either in their houses or any type of, you know, home experiences, that we're the first ones that they think of. We want them to be thinking like, hey, I got to share this with the movement because then they're going to share it on their podcast. So. That's right. Definitely keep us in mind, especially during the holidays, if you guys have any uh, crazy family things going on. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure we'll have some good stories for you guys after the holidays, too. I can't as well. wait. So keep us in mind. Thank you for tuning in to episode eight of The Movement. And like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends, make moves all week long. Woo! Make moves, baby! <laughs> We're out. <laughs>